It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by ecospace.com. Now, here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm joined here with Lauren Hardy from Southern California, and she's got something creative that she's been doing, and that is doing fix and flips, not only where she lives, but also across the country in Tennessee. So Lauren, why don't you tell us a little bit more about you and how you got into, involved into real estate? Um, well, I, uh, I am a mom of two kids, two girls. I live in Orange County, California. Um, I've been flipping houses and wholesaling for a little over five years now. Um, I originally started because I wanted something that I could do from home, um, so I could have some career flexibility while raising my kids. So that's what got me started. Um, the The business has taken me to very many different directions. I've done a lot of things over the five years I didn't really intend to do five years ago. Um, I initially got into the industry thinking I would just be a house flipper, flipping two, three houses a year just to supplement my salary so I could just kind of be at home, work from home and have some career flexibility. And then it sort of took me into different directions. A lot of it being where I live. Um, I live in a really highly competitive area. So the idea of just flipping a couple houses a year actually was quite challenging. Um, so uh, the industry took me to going out of state. Okay. So I still do stuff you know in California uh, when I can get deals here and I, I did do plenty of flips in California but I found that it was actually easier to find the the deals with the margins I wanted to make out of state so Perfect. that's where I'm what I'm doing now so you just you just fly to Tennessee a couple weeks out of the year or a couple weeks out of the month or a couple weeks out of the week to do all this <laughs> Not a couple of weeks out of the week, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I actually try to minimize my traveling as much as I can because it's very hard on my kids. Um, I have a four-year-old and a six-year-old, so it's really difficult uh, to go out of town all the time. Yeah. I, so I rely on people. Um, I just finding good people. I don't necessarily have employees like W2 employees over there, but I have really good realtors that will run an errand for me here and there. Uh, I have a contractor or contractors that I can trust yeah. for the most part. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> um, I really rely just on people. Um, you know, and that's, that's how I've been able to get by. Um, I built homes from ground up in Nashville. I, I okay. built a few and, you know, I was able to do that from, you know, across the country. So, so it's, it's doable. You, when you're talking about uh, building houses in Nashville, something's, so something's coming up. What is the build price and what is the sell price? Because I know there, there are some markets where it just really doesn't make sense to build. Um, is Nashville yeah. one where you can make a pretty good spread? It used to be. Okay. Right now, it's not. It, okay. It's gotten very competitive. Nashville has, uh, it's just, it's like the number one real estate market right now. So, oh, wow. it got fl got flooded with investors and a lot of builders. Uh, everybody was buying lots or, or buying these old homes, knocking them down and building two in its place. That was sort of the game over there. Okay. So, I just, I participated in it and it, I, I got in like it was, it was fine. I, I built a few and did okay on them, but 
at this point, the sellers all think they're sitting on gold at this point. And so yeah. the buy prices are just not low enough to really for it to make sense. So I, I know a lot of developers are actually pulling out of Nashville. Okay. Let me ask you a couple yeah. questions. So uh, first off, how many total flips did you do last year and, and how many of them were local? Gosh, I don't really have that number in front of me. Um, I do about, I do anywhere from 15 to 25 just deals a year. Some of those being flips, some of those being wholesales. I think last year I did about 24 deals. So some okay. were flips, some were. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and just curious, so are you trying to find more buyers to wholesale your deals to or? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. always, always. All right. Always. So yeah, for the, Oklahoma right now. So anybody in Oklahoma. Okay, up. perfect. So for the listeners um, who want to get the contact information that they'll need, uh, just wait to the end and we'll, and we'll get all that info so she can wholesale deals in Oklahoma and in Tennessee to you. Um, so right. you did 24 deals last year. How, basically, uh, okay, my, my main question is how many of those were fix and flips in your own backyard? How many did, were you able to do in California? Last year, not a lot. Not a lot last year. I can't, let me think. I mean, like under five okay. last year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Not a lot of in California. I really focused hard on Tennessee last year. Okay. So you're basically doing 15 to 20 flips outside your own market. So uh, that's, that's actually pretty incredible. How do you, uh, how do you manage everything? How, do, how are you able to uh, keep your systems in place? What kind of CRMs are you using? How are you finding your deals? How are you disposing the deals? Can you give us a little inside uh, view of your business, how you're able to do all that? Sure, sure. It's a loaded question. So yes. I'll try to answer everything. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I guess let's start with the, let's start with the team. Um, I've done, I've done it different ways and I've, I've, I, some ways didn't work out so well for me. Um, and then some ways I'm finding more success. What I, I think has worked is having your more like 1099, not your employee, but mm -hmm. just like an outside contractor who already does this maybe for other investors. Um, so have them as part of your crew. So like one one person you would need is uh, an inspector slash picture taker. So when I get a lead, I usually, I've decided to make all the offers and all my acquisitions in-house, so in Southern California, versus having like this acquisitions person in Tennessee meeting my sellers in person and things like that. The yeah. reason I don't like that model is because those people, I have not, I've yet to find one that works. <laughs> it's been you know you get somebody who says they work and they love sales and and then you hire them and they work 10 hours a week they don't bring any deals in they miss leads they don't call people back hmm. and your marketing dollars get flushed down the drain so, so are you doing all that is that yeah so doing? right now um me and i have i call him a sales manager i've had a, a an employee for like a couple years now who i basically trained to be me I, he does everything I can do I can go out of town on vacation he can take over for me almost 100% if he has a question he sends me a text or gives me a call but he he can do acquisitions he can make offers he knows what a good deal looks like he can do dispositions he can find buyers um, he can get my contractor out there schedule things like that um, so he's sort of like my clone 
Uh, and I would love to grow the team, but I, I do feel like slow growth is, is the better way to go mm -hmm. versus like hiring this team and it, it, the employees get kind of out of control and which I did that. I've, I've been there, done that. So I'm back to scaling down. Okay. Um, so anyway, back to what you were saying, um, you need like a picture taker type person, someone you can call and say, Hey, for $60 a trip, can you just run down to this house, shake the seller's hand, pretend you work for me and just walk around, take a, a million photos. Let me know if anything, you know, if you see stains on the ceiling, if the roof looks really bad. It doesn't have to be a general contractor, just someone that could basically be your eyes. Mm -hmm. So that's like the first person you need. And maybe have a couple of those. Um, 60 bucks a pop, total 1099 employee. Um, you need a good realtor. You need a realtor that works with investors, that knows what a good deal looks like, and can look at comps and say, okay, yeah, this is a good deal. Take it. So let you know, me ask you, you said you're using real estate agents. So let me ask you, how do you find, how are you finding the deals? Are you finding the deals through the MLS with your real estate agent or are you doing like letters or uh, uh, online I do, campaign? I do direct to seller. Yeah, I do direct to seller okay. marketing. I'm not buying off the MLS. Um, mm -hmm. I do you know, postcards and online stuff. And yeah. Can so, you, can you, know, you all tell how many postcards do you send and how many phone calls do you get? And how do you, how do you, is it like certain times of the day and do you have like a phone call service? Okay. A lot of, a lot so, of again, I'm sorry. That's a, again, you, you love those loving questions. Yeah, so, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. The, I do send a lot of postcards and it sort of depends. I'm trying something new this year. I'm trying more quality instead of quantity. I used to be the like throw crap on the wall and see what sticks mm -hmm. method, which is just mail everybody a cheap mail piece. And that works that you will get leads. You will, you know, you'll get a lot of leads. You'll make a ton of offers and you'll get a few deals out of that. So I used to, that was my method before, but it got, it got really expensive and the, the rate of return was like going down. Uh, so I had to, sort of refine a little bit. So this year I'm actually more like trying to get your more targeted lists, the more niche lists, and I'm using that method. So anyway, yeah, I, I mail and then I get the calls back. I have my sales manager. He helps with answering the phones. That's sort of his main job. I will not do that because I have the four and the six year old. And if my phone rings at three o'clock and I just picked up my kids, I'm not picking it up. So, so he answers the phones. He does all the initial call, fill, you know, answering the questions. What's your name, address? You know, why are you selling? He puts that into Podio. So I use a CRM. I use Podio. Okay. Is that do and, you use the paid version or do you use the free version of Podio? I don't know what okay. version I use. Okay. okay. I have Dan Schwartz version and then so I do have to pay okay. I do pay for automations mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm not an investor fuse I think that's his new thing that he's got but I've heard great things about it so um, think of me Dan plug-in <laughs> but yeah the I use that basically like the preset I bought like a preset version of Podio because I'm not like an IT person and so okay. I didn't want to have to modify it Great. So, um, so I do that and, and he puts everything into Podio for me and he, we say, we say the word disposition, he dispositions it into this category that I know to look into every day with, and then I know, okay, these people came in yesterday. I need to make them offers. Okay. Um, he, my uh, sales manager also helps me 
comp the houses out and give me an about offer price that I should send out. So if I'm really lazy, I'll just go after like what he says and I'll just offer them whatever he says. But if I have a little bit more time, I will check his numbers because you know, it, it is subjective and mm -hmm. I can see something that he missed. So, okay. And so, I missed what you just said. So you, he puts them in, he disposes them over to you or to you. So you see kind of like what you need to do and then you'll make mm -hmm. the offers. If you're lazy, you said um, you'll just go ahead and use his, but if not, you'll kind of dive into it a little bit more. Um, mm -hmm. it, do you guys have a system in place for, Oh, it's always 70%. Uh, it's always this. We always expect 15 for the rehab or like, what's, what is your like pre underwriting look like? Okay, um, it is different in the territory. Nashville is pretty difficult to do mm. because Nashville is growing and rapidly changing so fast that neighborhood by neighborhood is changing so quickly. You almost have to, you really do have to dive in and mm. like look at what's going on on that street and how many new homes were built. And so Nashville is a little bit more difficult. I will not use Nashville as an example. Um, Oklahoma is a little bit more of your straightforward area. Um, okay. and, uh, yeah, so that, what I do is, you know, I look at the comps, uh, last six months of of sold comps and, uh, get, you know, kind of the, I, I like to pick the ones that are, were nicer condition because I will make mine in nicer condition. Yeah. Um, I have a calculator I use and it does have a preset cash on cash return. Um, depending on the area, you, I would adjust the cash on cash return. And it's very important to know what your competition is offering, what kind of returns your competition wants uh, in that area. Um, a good way to figure that out is just ask your buyers on your buyers list, you know, what kind of returns are you looking for? Hmm. So in California, it's, I mean, people buy at a 5% cash on cash return <laughs> where I live and it's, it's just so competitive, you know, but, yeah. um, in Oklahoma, it's more like 15 to 20%, you know, they're, it's, you know, they want a better discount. That's where in Oklahoma, it's more that 70% minus repairs number might work. Whereas like 70% minus repairs would never work in California or where I live in California. Yeah. So, um, so I set my calculator up depending on the area. Um, and if it's like Oklahoma, I would probably do a try. I'd start at like a 20% cash on cash return. I'd start there and, and then work my way up with the seller. Um, so I put, you know, punch it into the calculator. Uh, the way I calculate repairs is a little bit based off what the seller tells me. Um, a little bit based off of the comps in the area and what the photos look like. Mm -hmm. it, and again, it depends on your area. So in some places like in Oklahoma, it doesn't make sense to over improve. But in California, it might make sense to over-improve. Nashville, you have to over-improve. So it really depends on your area. Okay. Um, so that's where you talk to your buyers, ask what, you know, what are, what are you doing? What are people doing to their homes? You know, look around at the flips in the neighborhood. Um, another good way to figure out what offer price you should offer is try to, if you have MLS access, is I always say look for the number twos and it's when it'll it'll be like it'll say number two like on the dot on a house and that's like it's been sold twice in the last oh. say six months last year okay gotcha so like look at the MLS you know look for the number twos and then see what they bought it at okay that makes so I try to find those you know yeah yeah and then you know you're competitive in the area 
So gotcha. a big part of being competitive. That's awesome. What other, what other advice would you have for somebody who's getting involved in, in those areas? What would you say would be a good way for them to, to get started to do the same thing you're doing? Uh, now, do you mean just specifically or just like in Nashville or in Oklahoma or what, well, what do you mean? Let's, let's start with this. How, how would somebody feel, what would you do to make someone feel comfortable about uh, doing wholesales and fix and flips outside their own backyard? Outside their own backyard. Okay. Um, get to know people in the area. Make friends. Uh, talk to other investors. So the way I first started with Nashville was I was driving around in my rental car. Mm -hmm. I, I, went, I went there. Like I just went there for a vacation and I had a rental car and I was like, you know, I'm kind of thinking of like picking another market. What's Nashville like? I knew nothing about Nashville. So I just, I looked up, um, I looked up flips in, in just using like REI source or list source. I looked up like yeah. investor owned properties and I just started driving them and kind of looking and seeing what they look like. What are investors doing here? And I actually saw a construction crew outside of a house. And so I just stopped my car and was like, hey, I'm Lauren, I'm from California. Like, what are you guys doing? And, and I just made friends. Like it was, it was, we started talking and I made friends with this builder. And yeah. it was like the rest was history. Like you just, I think the best thing is just make friends in that area that are other investors that are doing what you're doing and keep bugging them. So the builder thought like, maybe I would just talk to him that day and never talk to him again. Little did he know, I, I just kept bugging him and say, hey, when are you gonna, you know, show me some more deals and cause he had some wholesale deals. I wanted to look oh. at them. So that's where it started. So just, I think the first thing is make some friends, make some contacts, listen to what people are doing out there and then get, start building your team, get your, you know, in your photo taker, get your realtor that works with other investors and then get your contractor. The contractor is a little harder to find the good contractor I'm learning. That's, that's, I've been through a few of them. So yeah, but with those people and then, you know, you'll feel more comfortable. That's, that's really awesome. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. So let's do this. If any of the listeners want to buy some really solid wholesale deals from somebody who knows what they're doing and understands fix and flips, they've been involved for five years into this game in within three different markets. How do they get a hold of you? Probably the best way is on Facebook. Okay. If you follow Facebook, Lauren Hardy. Okay. And uh, send me a private message and, you know, I can put you on my list. Perfect. Uh, well, we can put a link to that into the show notes. And so people can just go right down right now, just scroll down and uh, you'll find that, click that, and you'll be able to get right a hold of Lauren Hardy and get her wholesale deals. And is there any parting advice you or wisdom you need to leave with the audience before we let you go? Oh man, I don't know. Just keep going. Just keep pushing. <laughs> I like that. I think that's don't a solid. Yep. Don't do not give up. Just keep going. You're going to get hit, but Hey, get right back up and things will be fine. Lauren, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. You've uh, added a lot of value to the listeners and we will talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. And if you got value from this episode of the podcast, please take the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Give us a written rating and a review. We'd really, really appreciate it. I'm going to let you go. But until next time, think outside the box.